And what's happening? It's the Armchair Sports Guys here on your Saturday here on February 13th, the day before Valentine's Day. I got Sean Farhadian with me, Rich Mays and Matt, uh, and sorry, Michael Chance uh, aren't going to be able to join us. Matt O'Brien will be joining us just in a little bit. Sean, how you doing? How you feeling today? Happy Saturday. Oh, I feel like I'm back from the dead now, man. It's been yeah. a rough week. Yeah, well, I mean, going down to uh, going down to uh, you know the Super Bowl, uh, you know, I can understand. Yeah, I feel like that uh, that weekend took years off my life. I think. <laughs> oh, I know it did take mine. I'll tell you that right now. Um, so, if you're looking at the topic sheet, certainly um, you can. Uh, you'll see we got Bruins on the topic on the docket today with Celtics, some of the Red Sox offseason acquisitions as pitchers and catchers start reporting next week. Uh, we got the Houston Texans saga that continuously as the Texans burn. Um, I want to touch base on the Super Bowl streaker. I know we didn't talk about him on Wednesday's show. Uh, I think uh, the, the the call by Kevin Harlan was absolutely radio platinum. Um, and then obviously our ever famous jackass of the week. So if you want to be part of our show, make sure that you are following us on Facebook at the Armchair Sports Guys. Also, we're on Instagram at the Armchair Sports Guys on Twitter at Armchair underscore guys and also on TikTok. So make sure you follow all of that as well. Sean, let's uh, let's uh, get right into this. What do you say? Hey, I'm ready. All right. Well, let's start with the Bruins because. Those beautiful bastards ended up winning again last night. Uh, I, I mean, I, I, at this point, I don't even know what to think or or, or even do anymore with this team. Um, Nick Ritchie gets the goal, um, and it was freaking glorious. So I don't even know what to say anymore. You know what I mean? Like, this team is phenomenal. Uh, and I'll be honest with you. I, I'm I'm flabbergasted. They are nine zero and one in their last ten. Uh, when it comes to this past week, I know they were playing on uh, Wednesday when we were on the show. Uh, they had two games back to back with the Rangers Wednesday and last night. They got the Islanders coming up on Saturday and then Monday. Um, their game against New Jersey has been postponed due to New Jersey's issue with COVID, but. Um, yesterday's game was phenomenal. Uh, just an absolute, um, just an absolute ass kicking on all accounts by the Bruins, uh, over the Rangers yesterday. Sean, I want your thoughts real quick before we dive into the nitty gritty of it. Um, I mean, yeah, they're, they're cruising right now, man. It's good. It's, uh, it's good to see them. They're clicking on all cylinders and you know what? I think it starts with the goaltending. I mean, look at how good Tuka has been and how good Halak as a backup has been, he's been just as good as Tuca, if not better. So, I mean, just having two guys that can come out there and make those big saves for you, it's been very beneficial to them. And they're putting the puck in the net. I mean, they had a little little trouble with that at the beginning of the year. And ever since that first five-game streak where they didn't have a five-on-five goal, they've been lighting it up ever since. And they're playing good defense. They're playing good offense. They're, they're not letting teams intimidate them. And especially with these young guys, they're all stepping up and playing well. So, I mean, it's – it seems like they got a really good room going right now. And I mean, uh, I know we're going to get to the Celtics later, but I mean, you couldn't be more night and day between the Bruins and the Celtics right now with the way these two teams are playing, but they're rolling and it's nice to see because I mean, it's a shortened season. So the better they can do right out of the gate. And if they can sustain this for a long time, they're going to be in good shape come playoff time. So yeah, they're cruising. I like it. Yeah, no, I, I night and night and day is the perfect way of putting it. Um, I really couldn't have said it better. Um, they are absolutely dominating. They are top of the Mass Mutual East with 22 points. Again, they're 10, 1, and 2 overall. Uh, Philly is behind them at 8, 3, and 2 with 18 points. And then Washington, 6, 3, and 3 with 15. I mean, I did not expect them to come out this fiery, this hot. Uh, but this game was this game was phenomenal. And again, who knew, you know, fat Nick Ritchie, uh, you know, his fifth goal with a little, you know, tuck in behind the goaltender uh, on the left side, just kind of bounced it off his pad and went in. Um, and you said, you know, uh, uh, Halak, 21 saves, you know, he's he's some big ones, too, man. He had, he had some good saves in that game. He did. He did. And, and, I, and again, I'll give I'll give credit what credit's due. I mean. The, the game on Wednesday with Tuca, that glove save on uh, on Zaboro was phenomenal. 
Uh, and then he had another one where he caught it off his, you know, off his, uh, his right shoulder off, you know, and, and I'm like, this has got to be, this is, this is ridiculous. So uh, they are playing well. Uh, yesterday was just a really awesome game. Um, you had a lot of fights, a lot of, a lot of pissed off people, which I, I mean, that's why I love hockey, right? No other sport. Can you, can you just punch somebody in the face and then just sit down for five minutes and then come back and keep playing. Like you put somebody in the face, you usually out, you know? So this is great. And it, and it started with the heavy checking. Um, I know that, um, that Lemieux boarded Sean Corrali. Uh, that was a little, you know, a little salty, but it was, it was the Truba roughing against McAvoy and then McAvoy roughing against Truba. And then uh, the roughing against Zaboral, uh, which from Truba was, was what got things started. Brandon Lemieux fought against Tread Frederick. And that was right off the jump off the whistle. Yeah. And Frederick was pissed about it. He's like, we're going to do this again. And I'm actually kind of glad he didn't, right? You're going to see him. Yeah, I see him six more times. I was going to say six or three, six or seven more. Yeah, times. that's that's another storyline you know? for this year. Is uh, these these tempers are going to be flaring pretty high come the uh, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth matchup of these teams because that's all they're going to see this year is the same couple of teams eight times. So if if in the second game, this is only the second time they played this season, and tempers are already flaring like that, man, it's going to make for some good hockey coming down the pipe. Exactly. Well, that's that. You led me right to my next point. And that's especially if a team is either out of it and they want revenge. Or if they're really going to be, you know, literally fighting, figuratively and literally fighting for a playoff spot. You know what right. I mean? The Bruins are happen to be in first place in the in that Mass Mutual East, which is great. But next time they see him, are they going to be in that same position? You know, so um, it'll be interesting. But, uh, yeah, Lemieux and Frederick fought. Um, and then you had uh, Bushnevich and Lausanne. And Lausanne beat the absolute bag out of him that was ridiculous and Luzon got an extra one for the uh, little extra at the end of it um I don't know if it was warranted for the extra 10 uh but you know it, whatever um I'm not gonna stress too much about it I mean the Bruins ended up winning but you know obviously um I don't know I I I, I thought it was kind of horseshit but you know, whatever yeah. it is, what it is. But again, their play—they're—they're they're moving the puck well. Uh, I mean, that—that—that that, that pass to Bergeron uh, in the overtime on on Wednesday was ridiculous. Martian. You know, to go indirect off the boards, you know, to Marshian to pick it up, and then the goal was nice too. You yeah, know what I mean? Got to move the other way, just flip yeah. them a little short side. It was I, again. It, this team is. I hate to use firing on all cylinders, but they are. You know I what think I mean? They're they, way ahead of schedule too. Oh, so absolutely. It's nice I, to see, yeah. I did not expect this team to come out as, as as hot as they were. Like, you know, like I I hoped, I hoped they came out as hot as they were, but I wasn't expecting them to come out as hot as they were. Uh, so it's nice to see that that's the uh, that that's the case. Um, they do have the Islanders again, like I said tonight. Um. So we'll see. Uh, let me see. I'm trying to go back here on the schedule and see. I don't think they've played the Islanders at all, have they? Mm, I don't think so. Not yet. Let's see. No, I don't believe they have. So, no. uh, so this would be a good a good test. The Islanders are a, are, are a good team. Um, I expect them uh, to be. We're right there. They get 13 points. They're five, four, and three. But I think honestly, they're a better team than their record shows. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, if the Bruins can keep up their success on the penalty kill. They've been really good on the penalty kill, man. They're not giving up power play goals, which has kept them in kept them in games and allowed them to win a lot of games so far. So that's just another key thing, especially with the young guys on defense. They're stepping up and they're not giving up goals on the power play. So if they can do that against the Islanders, keep keep the uh, chances down and don't give up any power play goals, I think they'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's really the biggest thing is is those um, is that penalty kill. They they've been lights out, man. They man, they nobody, have nobody's been nobody's scoring it, on them. It, and, it, and and they're getting not only is nobody scoring, but they're getting shorthanded chances too, which right. makes yeah Wagner better. on Wednesday, yeah, yeah. And I just it, this team is firing on all cylinders. I I and again, I'm not going to jinx. I'm knock on wood, right? <laughs> you know. Uh, but uh, let's hope that they uh, they can keep this up. But again, like at the Islanders uh, coming up some to, uh, tonight, 7 p.m. 
And then uh, New Jersey is, again, Monday is canceled. They'll be back on Thursday playing New Jersey at home. And hopefully this doesn't keep escalating and they can uh, get these games in because I don't know what's going to happen at the end of the season if they – have a bunch of makeups. Well, it's going to be like, it's literally going to be a mad rush for like, you know, right. five to 10 games. I'm sure. Especially whereas they're already up in the top of the standings. They might need those points come the end of the season. We'll see. Yeah. I, I'd like, I mean, I know that they've I'm assuming that nothing's going to, yeah, I'm sure yeah. they will, but just rather get it all in now and not have to worry about it later. No, I agree. I agree. Uh, but like you said, and I'll use this as a perfect segue, what a <laughs> night and day. Uh, you got the Bruins are on, on, on top and, and flying high. And you got the Celtics team, which is, I don't know, they're so Jekyll and Hyde. They're so. That's a good way to put it for sure. I mean, they, they so they beat Toronto um, on Friday, 120 to 106. And then they lose to Detroit, 108 uh, that was a bad game last night. That, and, that last night, the night before. Yep, that was last, last night. night. Yeah. Yep, last night. Jeez, I can't um, remember. It was so bad. <laughs> yeah, I just it's it just, I, it's exactly what you said. Night and like Jekyll and Hyde, man. It's like what to and I know they've had they've had their issues, the COVID and uh, Kevin with the knee and everything, and they haven't really been able to all play together. But at the same time, it's just seems like they're really uh taking like two steps forward and then five steps back. Every time they do something well, something happens or they, they come out flat and then they, it just, it seems like they're lacking somebody that just comes in that gets to them in that huddle and says, you know what guys, let's fucking go. You know, like they don't have that polarizing guy in the locker room, which you would imagine probably was Marcus smart, but now that he's not out on the court, it seems like they're just a little flat. They don't have the energy and it's something they're going to have to, to be able to, to hold on to for multiple games at a time. You can't win one, lose one, win one, lose one, expect to go anywhere in this, in this league. So it's, it's going to be interesting. Cause I know we talked earlier in the beginning of the year about like where we thought they might fall in the, in the Eastern conference playoff picture. And I said, I thought they were about a four or a five seed and geez, man, they might not even make the playoffs playing like this. Yeah. So they're going to need to turn it around quick because there's not a whole lot they can do. They, they're not going to be, they maybe get one or two guys, in here with that trade exception. But other than that, this is the team that you have. So you got to get these guys firing on all cylinders like the Bruins are. Like young guys got to step up. Like ogilvy has been playing great. But you know what? He's not going to carry your team to victories night after night. So, I mean, it's – Right. They're going to have to put more together. They just – they're just not all on the same page, it doesn't seem like right now. And it's – I think they're missing Pritchard a lot too. I mean, it is – Well. You 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 brought Pritchard up. I was just going to mention. I mean, he started yesterday, played uh you know almost twenty nine minutes. He went one for five from the field, zero oh for three. Right, for and you got to imagine he's he got had, a little rust. He's got to knock off two points. Yeah, but yeah. but I'm sorry, I, I'm sorry, and I get it. You were you came out and you were you know hot as a pistol coming out and and you know bombing up threes, tenacious on defense. You know, really being, you know, uh uh. Like a young, like a, a, like a little, young, he's a catalyst for the offense. Yeah. Yeah. Like a young yeah. Marcus smart on the defense, like a little pit bull. Oh yeah. Right? He's a little pit bull. Yeah, and, sure. and, I, and I get that. And I love that, but dude, I'm sorry. Really? He's trying to do too much yesterday. You, yeah, exactly. I mean, Tatum had 33 Brown at 27. Again, both those guys got theirs. Both those guys are good. But at the end of these, you know what it is? It's in these fourth quarters and here's what's, here's what's so frustrating. Here's what they don't know how to off. close out games. Not only do they not know how to close out games, but it's it's like it's like every single time they get a possession, they're following what the nerds want them to do, which is jack up a three. You know what? Oh, you did you down by ten, jack up a three. Now you're only down by seven. Your win percentage goes up extra, you know, incrementally. You know, uh, because boom, now you can now you can move up. Now you can do this. It's like, what are we doing? What? Are, how about you drive to? And this is my biggest frustration. And I went off a few uh, a few shows ago. Drive to the lane, get the basket. And if you don't, maybe you get fouled. And if you get fouled, then and you make it, you get three the hard way. And the problem is nobody wants to play that game. Man, nobody does that in it's, the NBA it's, anymore. It's, it's frustrating. It's, it's, it's yep. It's come it's, down. Everybody lives or dies by the three. Yeah, you're down by you're down by ten. 
shit, we got to throw up three pointers because two quick threes in transition, we're only down by four. Okay. And you know what? The Celtics don't have the roster to play that kind of basketball. Ding, they don't ding, have ding. the shooters to hang with guys. A lot of these teams have three-point specialists, have guys that can come off the bench and knock down four, maybe three or four threes in a game, when, timely threes when they need it. The Celtics yep. don't have that guy. Yeah, Tatum can hit threes. You know, uh, Brown hits threes, but not at a consistent enough basis. Where, But also they're drawing so much defense because they are the only two scorers on the floor. You need a, a third guy that can get the sit, sit in the corner and get that kickout pass and hit a three. They don't have that, like Ray Allen or even – I would take like a Tyler Hero type guy right now. Yep. And Naismith is supposedly supposed to step into that role, but he hasn't been playing a ton. So obviously, he didn't play at all yesterday. Right. He's yeah. been he's been a, he's been a coach's decision to sit for the last four or five games anyway. So they just need that one one guy that can come in and just be solid and knock down shots when they need them to. And they just don't have it. And that's it's everything's falling on Tatum and Brown's shoulders right now. And you know what? Every now and then they're going to need help from somebody else. They can't carry every single game on their shoulders. So they're just like I've been saying all year. I wanted a big man. I thought they were a piece away. But now it's becoming more and more apparent that. They just can't match these teams that can hit threes, and they yeah. need a guy that can do that. They need two pieces. They need a guy like Harrison Barnes. Yeah, you know, I think I think he would spread the floor a little bit. But again, he's also still that tweener type guy. Right. As much as I hate this son of a bitch, JJ I really do. God damn, that's exactly the guy I was thinking of. I hate him. I hate him because he's from Duke. I really, but yeah. if he played for Arizona, played for LSU, Villanova. Fucking Stanford, whatever, any other Anywhere place but, but Duke. fucking Duke. I like this guy, but he plays for Duke, so I hate him. Um, but you need a guy like JJ. You need a guy to come off the uh, come off the bench or spot start like Pritchard did, and bang, go six for ten from three pointer. You know, like just bang, just come off the bench, just start jacking up threes and 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 hitting them. The problem is Reddick sometimes is lazy on the defensive end. And yeah. I don't think, and I think you need a guy like Pritchard who's not, you know, you need a guy like Marcus Smart back that isn't, you know, lazy on the defensive end. Right. But if you got a guy like that and you want to bring him in to hit three pointers, I mean, typically he's probably not playing a ton of minutes and you really don't, you're not going to put him in the game for defense anyway. So, I mean, yeah, it'd be nice to get a guy that can do both, but at the same time, if you need, you need a sharpshooter, man, I wouldn't worry about whether or not he plays defense right now. I just need get somebody in here. That's going to start hitting shots. That's all they yeah. need. Yeah. You're, you are a hundred percent correct on that one. Um, but yeah, the, uh, the, the Celtics and I just deleted this. So let me go to my phone here real quick. The Celtics don't play again until Sunday. And I believe it's a Sunday afternoon game as the no, wizards at 1 PM. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, uh, tomorrow, so they'll uh, so that'll be tomorrow um, in uh, in Washington. Washington so yeah. that'd be a good game to watch, and uh, you know something to keep an eye on. Bradley I mean, Beal waiting for him. Didn't play last night. He's well rested. He's coming. That's, he's he's a he's a tough guy. That's a guy I. He's take. a good player, man. Oh man, I would love it. He All doesn't right, want to so, leave. He doesn't want to leave Washington though. I know. I know. It's weird. Well, That's weird, man. It's weird to me that he. He's, I mean, I, and I, I admire his, his tenacity to, to want to build something, the place that he started, but I, it, it's been a dumpster fire there forever. And John Wall even got out before he did. So I mean, yeah, well, John Wall got out because they picked up. Uh, well, no, I know. I just, you know, um, but I'm just like, you'd think after that happened, you think Bradley Beal would want to be out, out the door right after him, but it's, I mean, he wants to stay and build something there, but I mean, he, that's the type of guy you, you build a team around right there. He's a monster. Yeah. So, all right. Before we transition over to uh, to the Red Sox and I go on my little rant about how pissed <laughs> off I am about this team. Um, who do you trade if you're the Reds, if you're the Celtics, who do you trade Bradley Beal for? Uh, who I do you trade, trade? I should say for Bradley Beal. I trade Jalen Brown for Bradley Beal for sure. Ooh. Really? You wouldn't try and keep, you wouldn't try and keep Beal. I mean, if I, if mean, I thought it, it was, if I thought it was possible, I would, but I don't right, think so if let's, you're let's trading assume... for Bradley Beal, I think you're going to have to give up someone like Jalen Brown. So let's just, all right, let's assume. Or I mean, if you give Tatum him a, Brown. a bunch of draft picks, if you keep right. Tatum and Brown, a bunch of draft picks, I'd trade Marcus Smart. Um, Kemba. Cam, yeah, probably Kemba too. Smart Kemba and two draft picks. I'd be okay with that. To keep to have Tatum to have Tatum Brown and Bradley Beal, hell yeah! Smart, I would do that all day. Smart Kemba Naismith and a draft pick or two. Sure, 
Take okay. your pick. I don't care. I did throw Ojale in there too if you want. I don't give yeah, a shit. All right, yeah. Like, listen, Whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm have, all for it. That's a that's a solid three players right there. Tatum Brown and Bradley Beal together. I mean, I know they all kind of play similar styles. Yeah, but, but everybody Bradley plays Beal, the same. The yeah, same, I mean, it's like, all the position. same now anyway. Yeah, you know, nobody really has typical yeah. or traditional uh, five spots anyway. So I mean, having those three guys together, I think would be nice. But I don't <laughs> I think we we're we're in uh, La La Land if we think that's ever going to happen. But I'd, I'd love that. I'd oh, love I like him. I think he's a great player. Tomorrow should be a good game. You're gonna see. You're gonna see him come out. He's gonna be for some reason against the Celtics too. He always lights them up. Yeah, he does. Like he has a personal vendetta against him or something for some reason. But yeah, he's he's good. He's a good one to watch. Definitely uh, see him tomorrow against the Celtics. Yeah, make sure you tune in for that. Uh, what'd you say? It was one o'clock. About one p.m. Yeah, one o'clock. All right. Yeah. Well, make sure you tune in for that. Um, but let's get to another shitty team that's here in Boston, <laughs> and that's the fucking Red Sox. Um, how can I say this nicely? Fuck the I Red think, Sox. I don't think there is a way. Fuck the Red Sox. Uh, I'm I'm at the point where I'm going to be a Yankees fan. Because no, no, and I'm dead. No, no, I'm dead serious. And and there's there's a reason for saying this. And and I'm not burying the lead here. I'm gonna come out and say that I'm considering jumping ship and being a Yankees fan. Because at least that team fucking cares about their fans and cares about their team. So let's just touch base here real quick. So we'll start on February. Uh Pedroia, you know, announces retirement. You know what? Love you, mean it. Awesome. About time. Uh, Should have did that three years ago. And agreed. it's not because I don't love the guy. It's because nope. he no, just doesn't, I don't want to see him not be able to walk anymore. I want to see him be able to, yeah. to, to walk around his house, play with his kids. <laughs> yeah. The guy's yeah. trying to give, he's running, grinding his knees into the ground for the, for a team that, ha, that obviously doesn't need him right now because they don't have anybody on the yeah. team anymore. No, I, um, I, I'm with you on that. Uh, so that was February 1st, February 2nd. They signed infield out there. Uh, I'll feel the Kiki Hernandez to a two year contract. Don't hate that. No, fine. No. He's fine. Good, he, good yeah, player. He's not fine. great, but he, yeah, exactly. better than he's, what they had in second base last season. Yep. But he, but again, he's fine. Uh, fine February yeah. 3rd, they signed uh right-hand pitcher Garrett Richards to one year deal with an option. For I like that move uh, about five years ago. Exactly. Um, and then the fucking bombshell February 10th, the Red Sox acquired Franchi Cordero and two players to be named later from Kansas city and right-handed pitcher, Josh, Wikowski and a player to be named later from the Mets. What they gave up? Andrew Benintendi. All right. I am. I can't even be. I, I'm, I'm, I'm. Yeah, I feel like we're on very different ends of the spectrum on this one. I, I'm gonna... I don't I have no, I have no problem with the Benintendi trade. He's. He's a guy that never panned out, man. How many years you want to wait to see Manager Benintendi do something? Well, he's he's a good, he's a decent everyday left fielder. But you know what? If you if you can get that much in a trade for him, and that's what that's what they're trying to do. This guy Heim Bloom wants to build off of his prospects. He wants to stock the farm system, grow some guys in the house, and he's gonna look at the only thing I will say, the only defense I will have for giving away all these superstars. And I'll use that term loosely when I talk about Ben Intendi because oh, what well, he had two good catches in the World Series. Yeah, and that's um, fair. He's, I, yeah, he, he's he's not lighting it up. He's he's, he's a, a superstar two, on this team. Yeah, on this saying, team, sure, because there's nobody here. Sucks. But he's a two seventy hitter. He twenty one home runs, maybe. He had what fifteen last year, the year before. Um, he's he's not, He was the guy coming out coming out of the minors that everyone was really excited about, and he had that first season where he stole twenty bases. And he had a season where he hit 20 home runs and then it never really came to came together for him. So, I mean, I'm fine with the trade to Ben Intendi. The only, the only optimistic thought that I keep thinking is the Tampa Bay Rays were in the, the world series last year. And Heim Bloom was the guy that put that team together for the most part. So before I crucify the guy for, for doing all these moves, I, I just want to see what it looks like in the first month of the season, because, you know, they got Adam Ottavino from the Yankees for cash considerations, which, I mean, at least he's addressing the bullpen for one. How long have we wanted somebody to get at some bullpen arms in here? Because guys can't come in and throw the sixth or the seventh inning without giving up four runs. I'm so happy we don't have 
like uh, Brandon Workman anymore and like Matt Barnes and all these guys that just come in and fucking blow the game in the sixth or the seventh or the eighth inning. And you already and you know what's going to happen. They come walking out of the bullpen. You go, oh, well, I guess we're going to lose this game. So, I mean, <laughs> I'm not mad about the shakeup. You know what? It sucks because the Red Sox could spend all the money they want on any guy they want. And they haven't really done any of that yet. But these little moves he's setting. I feel like he's building a foundation and then. He's going to add bigger pieces later. He's just doing it in his own way. And you know what? We haven't seen what he's capable of yet. So I'm not ready to, to, to flush him down the toilet yet. I want to see what it looks like on the field. And then if it's dog shit, we'll call it dog shit. But for now, I'm going to say I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. But also that does not, <laughs> that does not <laughs> take away from the fact that I don't think they should raise ticket prices. Beer prices are way too fucking high. And I'm probably not going to go to any games for a while anyway. But on the field, I'll give Heim Bloom. I'll see what Heim Bloom can do before I, I make my judgments on him. Okay. I don't necessarily disagree with anything you just said about what Heim Bloom is doing. However, I don't think this is Heim Bloom. No. I think this is John Henry and Larry and, 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 and Tom Warner that are protecting their investment and don't want to lose any more money. And are being completely complete shit bags to the fan base and the organization as a whole. And here's why: you traded Mookie Betts for fucking nothing, nothing. You didn't get shit back for him. All right, nothing. You let him go. I'm sorry. You just let him go. He just boom. You're gone. That's it. Okay. You have nothing in the pipeline because your previous general manager fucking spent it all and sold out to win a title because under John Henry's watch, that's all he cares about is filling his, 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 his uh, resume and filling his office with championship titles, which is great. But you mean to tell me you can't do that as well as build your farm system? You have to let somebody come in here and blow the whole thing out and not build it the right way. Do you think the Yankees blow their farm system out every fucking time? And sell out for titles? No. no, they just spend money. They spend money. Correct. You are in the same category, if not more, than the Yankees because you've spent more than them over the last 10 years. So stop being cheap fucking pricks and spend the goddamn money. That's one. Two, you mean to tell me we're going to have Jackie Bradley Jr. back because of the fact that now – you don't have Benintendi or Betts. The two of the three guys, they were way better than Jackie Bradley Jr. Not saying it defensively, they were better because he was. Yeah, was but ben offensively, that much better than Jackie Bradley Jr. No, no, year, no, 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 no. But uh, I'm saying is, uh, defensively, Jackie Bradley Jr. is up here, right? There was Mookie Betts. Jackie Bradley Jr. was, you could say, one and one A. Mookie Betts offensively was up here. Benintendi, I think, offensively was more consistent. Jackie Brownlee Jr. is way down here offensively. And that that's really what the game is. It's about offense. It's outscoring your team, not necessarily defense. You can have somebody come in who is, you know, an offensive, uh, a defensive-minded guy as a replacement. Hell, hell, Doug Minkiewicz did that and won a title just by coming in and being the replacement first baseman. You know, like, what are we doing? You don't need a guy like Jackie Bradley Jr. on this on the field 24 7, 365 for 162 games. Well, they haven't signed them anyway, so they might not. I understand but... that, but that breaks. And they got that kid, Jared Duran, coming up from the minors, too, who sounds like he might be ready to take over anyway. And that's fine, but But that still means that there's a potential to have that guy back. Okay. Yeah. Basically, the only thing you have on this team that's worth a damn watching is uh, Xander Bogarts and Rafael Devers. That's it. That is it. End of list. There's no pitcher on here I want to watch. There's no other hitter I want to watch. Nobody defensively I'm looking forward to. Nobody. Nobody. And this is what John Henry wants to do. So this whole pandemic thing that happened was a perfect storm for them because of the luxury tax. They had to cut the payroll. Well, they didn't have to cut the payroll. They would have had to spend $7 million extra to keep a guy like Mookie Betts. Now, this year, the price would have gone up a lot more exponentially uh, if it was the case to have, you know, 
um, uh, bets here, you know, and, and have kept him. But still, you should have kept bets. You would have at least had a corner franchise cornerstone piece to keep on your team. But no, let's 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 do that. Now, what they're doing is they're cutting more payroll so John Henry can keep his fucking books looking good. And if and when we get fans in the stands, guess what's going to happen? We're going to end up going to, oh, I don't know, games where the price of the fought dogs and the price of the beer are going to get jacked up. The price of tickets are going to get jacked up because John Henry doesn't want to lose any more fucking money. That's all it boils down to. All of this nickel and diming bullshit is comes down to John Henry and Tom Warner, not and Larry Lakino and all those fucking guys in the office not wanting to lose money on their investment. Motherfucker, you bought this team for what? A, a song and a dance. Right? Was it 800? Was it like $800 million or something yeah, like that? Yeah, it was facilitated by like, the MLB. They and, just and, gave and them and the deal. You get, And you have made this into a... Like a $15 billion a, corporation now. Two and a, yeah, well, yeah. For, yeah for the Fenway Roush Corporation. I mean, the Fenway well, the whole Sports Group. group. Yeah, together, the, yeah. Right, with Liverpool. But just the Red Sox are worth almost $3 billion. Yeah. You have made your money back. Stop being a fucking prick to the fans and the fan base and the people who support your team and start putting together a fucking winning lineup. Seriously. Start putting together a fucking team. I want to watch game in and game out on the TV because I can't afford to go to your goddamn stadium because you've overpriced the real fucking fans. Start oh, putting people on the fucking field that can actually play the goddamn game. So you want them to sell out just like the Patriots did, right? There's no reason. No why team they in history, no team in history has ever gone through a rebuild. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Ladies and no gentlemen, Matt, Matt, Matt O'Brien is joining us on uh, via via a hot take phone call. So go ahead, sir. Well, I just tried to sneak on in there, you know what I mean? But uh, good catch, George. <laughs> you you, you must have been the man at Where's Waldo, huh? You must have told all the children at the pediatrician where that little bastard was hiding. Dude, I can find that some bitch in like 10 seconds or less. Let's go. Well, yeah, because he's, he's your better looking cousin. That's why. Goddamn right he is. <laughs> Listen, so, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I just I, This is such a slap in the face. To us fans, when you literally put nothing but dog shit around us and say, oh, no, it's 24 karat gold. No, it's not. It's fucking dog shit. It looks like dog shit. It smells like dog shit. And if Don't you say step it on it, like it, you know it's dog shit. It's not 24 karat gold. So stop telling us that you're putting together a winning team and you're you're trying to build for the future. Fuck no. Build for now. You 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 That's had this I mean. all up. You, you want us to sell out? You had the, I, you yeah, I watch, Yes, yes, fucking yes. Why would you want to sell out and because then next this year is, blow again? Because this is the That's only... That's what they've been doing, bro. This is the only franchise... Uh, sorry, this is the only sport that there is no salary cap. You're the goddamn Red Sox. One of the, the top three to five marquee franchises in MLB. And you I understand that. You can't. But you want to win the World Series and then suck for the next ten? There's no reason to win the World Series and then suck for the next ten. You should win the World Series or be in the conversation every goddamn year. Why? You you're, you're the Yankees fucking Red Sox. Have a, because of the Red Sox, because they're one of the the original franchises. Give me that. Put your garbage in the garbage can. Don't leave it on the street, George. That's bullshit, and you know it. And you That's goddamn bullshit. know it. Worst, what? worst to first, worst to first, first to worst, worst to first. It's a healthy EKG uh, read there, bro. That's how the Red Sox have been running the last 10 years. And you know it, and I know it. So All right, that's so why they hired this guy, High End Bloom, who knows how to, well, knows how to operate with a $40 million cap. They're going to cheap out on him, hire him for whatever they signed him for, and he's going to rebuild the franchise. Now, I don't agree with the trade. I do not agree with it. Ben Attendi, do I think his name would have been in the rafters or right next to Ted Williams' number? Absolutely not. That guy fucking sucked last year. 
And the year before that, he got jacked. He got skinny. He was like, I mean, I think he was on the oil can boy diet. And I'm not really, (laughs) you know, did I love him? Yeah. You know why I loved him? Because we drafted him. He was the seventh or seventh overall pick. He came through the system. Just like we have a soft spot for Euclid, Pedroia. What's his name? Uh, Nomar, Lester. No, who doesn't, right? You like a guy that you draft because it looks good. He's, they, you know, you consider him a homegrown, homegrown cat. But let's be honest. He was injury prone and he was on his way to being half as good as what Trot Nixon was. Another homegrown boy that I love that played hurt, but actually performed. So with this trade, we get three more guys. I know it's three players to be named later. And then we get the next Willie Mo Pena, which fucking sucks. I'm not going to lie, which sucks. You know what I mean? He crushes bombs, but he, stri- but he strikes out a lot, which sucks. But we suck right now, George. We can't go out and just pay a big money. Don't Sorry, tell me you a fucking green light there. You Don't. can't walk in the fucking crosswalk. <laughs> First of all, you can't just tell me that you can't go out and pay players. You can. You gotta go. You're the goddamn Red Sox, and this is Major League Baseball. There is no salary cap. You want to go out and spend 150 million on so and so? Boom! Sign him to the contract. You want to go and spend another 150 million on another so and so? Boom! Go and do it. You can. There's no salary cap. And that's the problem. You you mentioned something that really get, really got under my skin. You're like, oh, this is the way this team is. Good, good. Last, this is the way they let the hate flow through you. This is the way, uh, you know, this team's been working the last 10 years. Yeah, the up, down, up, down, first, worst, worst, first, first, what? Fuck that. How about in the earlier decade when the, John Henry hadn't won a title yet? And John Henry and those boys decided they were going to put every fucking dollar they had into building a winning team. And what do they do? They competed for the AL East title every year. They got to the AL East, uh, the ALCS, and lost in 2003. They won the whole goddamn thing in 2004. And they kept trying to compete and kept trying to get better. Why? Because your biggest rival was doing the same thing. All of a sudden, you don't want to take and spend the money because how do you make money? You make money when you spend money. You don't make money sitting on your ass and putting it underneath your fucking mattress. And that's what John Henry's doing right now. He's taking his money and he's putting it under the mattress instead of spending the money to go out and get the players that he needs to to put a championship team. Name me a guy you want to go after. Name me a guy you want to go after and I'll shut up. Name me one guy you want to go after. You want to pay $25 million a year. That's on the market right now. I'll keep chatting because I know you're going to Google it and try to come up with some smart ass remark. So I'll give you that courtesy of Googling it right now. I don't name me a fielder. I don't name think me, there's anybody left. Mi- I think that, they missed out on you. everybody. That, that, thank you. That, that, okay. Okay. But name me one guy. Name me one guy. I'm hearing, I'm hearing so many rumors and in, in addition to your sexuality, George, and your sex change, <laughs> I'm hearing so many rumors out there. That, I, would, uh, I would like them. I would like uh, them to, to try to bring in George Springer, but he got yep. signed along like last George month, Springer, so. yeah, George Springer would have been nice. Um, oh, 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 Sean, that's awesome. Wait, 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 wait. Can I just chime in for two seconds and then I'll shut up because I'm probably gonna get in an accident because George, <laughs> you're already under my skin with this bullshit. So George Springer, I'm glad Sean brought that up. Yep. Correct me if I'm wrong. Call me out, Sean Farhadian. Didn't George say that? Springer should be beamed. Boom. Drill him in the ass. Boom. Drill him in the ass for cheating. Yep. So now you want him in a Red Sox uniform? Now you're going to put our players' health in jeopardy? Now we're going to be known as not only were we accused of cheating, which our our manager got suspended. I don't give a shit if he cheated. So now you want to bring more heat? You're going to agree? I would love to see George Springer. I think he is. I'm not going against against Sean. I know George said that. I know he did. Yeah, George is like, drill him in the ass, drill him in the ass. And well, now like you that. want to, like, you would have liked that signing. 
No, I, I, I would like that signing. I would have liked the signing because he's a talent. I still stand by my statement that he should get drilled in the ass because of the fact that he cheated. And he was one of the bigger reasons why the Astros won that World Series and was really involved in that cheating scandal. I'm not saying that he shouldn't get. Well, why the hell would you want him in Boston? You are such he's a, a like a black and white guy. He cheated. He he doesn't deserve to play. He deserves to get beaned, drilled yep. in the ass. You yep. all, the rest of the Astros players, which yep. I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you, but why would you want a player like that here? Why would you want a scumbag that cheated the game here? This isn't a Pete Rose scandal. This is a guy that actually cheated that affected the play on the field. He didn't take bets or he didn't take the bet on his team that he was going to win that I can actually sympathize. Well, at least he bet on the winning team that he was going to win. However, George Springer cheated along with 25 other guys. Why the fuck would you want him here? And you're talking about money and bringing this guy in and you agree with the first guy that Sean brings up. Are you shitting me? No, there's the Tylenol. <laughs> all I'm saying is <clears throat> all I'm saying is um when it comes to when it comes to this Red Sox team even if you don't want to get George Springer because you know again that was just one guy I thought of off the top of yeah. my head. We could talk Again, about any. It's just I just want them to bring in a. Poor Sean throws a, throws just <laughs> shit on the wall and it absolutely smears everywhere. <laughs> All I'm saying is, you know, whether it's George Springer or anybody else, you have an opportunity, and more importantly, you have an obligation to yourself and the fans to put a winning team behind you and start performing. Fine, you want to go under the luxury taxes. Bullshit as I think that is, because the money they made by selling championship shirts, hats, DVDs, and all that bullshit just from 2004 alone, because I was working at a sporting goods store in this area that sold out of that thing on a daily basis. So I know how much money we made. I can only imagine how much money the Red Sox made. So if you're going to tell me that you can't put $7 million back into your franchise and spend over the luxury tax to put an actual competitive team on there, then fuck, let's just bring Bobby Valentine back, call it a bunch of sack of, sadless sack of shit I want, packs, I want Willie and, and, Mopena back. Yeah, and yeah, bring Willie Mopena back in here and just let's just fucking, let's have everybody throw, you know, 75 to 82 miles an hour and call it a day and then play 162 games of shitbag baseball. I mean, why the fuck not? Why don't we, why don't we just be the 1990s? just don't think one guy is going to change it, though. Yeah, right? I, one guy's I'm not, not saying one guy, but make, bring... Bring George Springer in as a name. Fine. Keep Ben Benintendi. Bring in a big pitcher. Bring in another big pitcher. Maybe bring in another outfielder. Maybe start stacking your team the way the Yankees do on a yearly basis and say, luxury cap or luxury tax be damned. We want winners. And that's the problem. This Red Sox team and John Henry is so worried about the bottom line and their fucking dollars that they're losing because of the pandemic that they're not allowing the high and bloom to do his job. And the other problem with all of that with high and bloom, you're right. He's got a hundred thousand dollar payroll. Great. That's awesome. But uh, I mean, a hundred million dollar payroll. Great. No, no, I'm sorry. Not that. Hundred million dollar payroll. <laughs> I know. I know. Hundred million dollar payroll, and he's only told he can spend twenty bucks. You, we, what are we? What are we? The, uh, the, the Boston Devil Rays now? Is that what we are? Hey, or are, the, are, are we? The, are, are, are we the goddamn Boston Red Sox? I'm are we? Are we? Went to the World Series last year. So yeah, they went to the World Series, and do. guess what? Did they win? The answer is no. Well, they, they got beat. The Dodgers because they got they beat. Got beat by a team that spends money. Ding, fucking ding! <laughs> You're welcome. They, they, listen, if if the Yankees damn it, Sean, why do you have to pump the tires, buddy? <laughs> we, we just made his point for him. Thank Fuck. you, thank you very much. All right, Matt, are yeah. you staying? Are you staying on with us? Or are you just bouncing because you just want to yell at me about this fucking terrible Red Sox team? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm uh, I'm in. Because, you know, uh, cardiac arrest is uh, happens 350,000 times per year. So I don't want any of us to have it. Well, so, I don't have already, a defibrillator. I've already had 13 today. That's a baker's dozen, Bob. <laughs> it uh, makes a baker's dozen. 
Exactly. All right. Well, thanks for joining us on the phone. We appreciate you. Have yourself a great rest of your day, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I'll be listening. I will be listening. I appreciate it. If you bring up one more thing about the Red Sox, bro, (laughs) I'm calling back middle of the game, and I I may drive to Chelmsford. Sean, cut me off on Route 3, too, to hold me back, bro. (laughs) Listen, if you need me. Love you, boys. Love you, too. If you need me, I'll be at Brick House. You know where to find me. All right. Yep, yep, yep. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks, Matt. Well, let's go from one shitbag organization in the Red Sox. I love you, Matt. Don't call back. And the other (laughs) shitbag team in the NFL, the Houston Texans. What in the hell? First of all. I'm not sure who's worse in sports right now, John Henry or Jack Easterby. That motherfucker has weaseled his way into. It, it, it is. I don't even know. I can't even begin to describe just the the what he's done in 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 Houston, and he has alienated everybody. Deshaun Watson wants out because of Easterby, and the latest casualty now is uh two one the the president of football operations who's been with the organization for 20 years since the very beginning of the houston texans has resigned and now your biggest asset deshaun watson aside your biggest asset at least on defense jj watt asked for his outright release and they granted it to him so jj watt is a free agent sean your thoughts on all of this shit yeah, man, it's it's crazy how like Jack Easterby has just like completely taken over the real estate inside Cal McNair's head. He, for some reason, the owner of the Texans, Cal McNair, that's who that is. If you, in case anybody doesn't know, uh, he uh, he just it's like he has him like mesmerized, like hypnotized. You know, like you remember you remember the movie Aladdin when Jafar hypnotizes the. Uh, jasmine's the the sultan yep that's what it seems like is going on jack easterby is jafar and he's got his spell on cal mcnair and he's doing his bidding for him he's got i don't know what the hell is going on down there but it's jack easterby is is literally burning that place to the ground from the inside out it's imploding he's alienating everyone he's front office people the, the president of the team resigned after 20 years because of this guy, JJ Watt, your most, your most, your biggest name, your marquee player, the guy that put your team on the map with that first, with with his defensive play in the first ten years of his career, unreal. Doesn't want to be there anymore. Deshaun Watson, the best quarterback you've had in the history of your franchise, doesn't want to Since be there. Matt Schaub, and that's saying Since Matt Schaub. Yeah, and yeah, I mean Matt Schaub is Matt Schaub, but that's what I mean. Just, <laughs> he was your best. If yeah, I don't I don't know what what the end game is here, but it just seems like Easterby just wants to destroy the city of Houston and just destroy this this franchise. I mean, I think it's gonna ultimately the McNair Kyle McNair is gonna end up having to sell the team. It's gonna get that bad to where nobody's gonna want to even be associated with him or Easterby or anybody in that franchise. It just seems like it's this is just the beginning. It seems like like they're they're blowing everything up from the inside and it's imploding. And I don't, I personally have no idea how they can fix what they have going on right now. It seems like they're just trying to ruin everything. And I don't know. I don't know how you get out of that. Yeah. And I'll be honest. I don't know either. And, and um, I was just trying to look uh, on Twitter, but I can't find it all quickly. I was looking on there. There was a stat that showed, all of the Houston Texans, just the Houston Texans that have left or have asked to be traded, um, you know, or, 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 you know, released, you know, and more than just the president of football operations, um, JJ Watt and, um, um, and, uh, uh, Deshaun Watson. Oh yeah. DeAndre I, Hopkins. It, DeAndre Hop- Ryan. Yep. 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 Yep, that was another one. DeAndre Hopkins. He's been talking ever since Easterby got there, and he's become Romeo an Cornell. earworm. Yep, rec- yep, Cornell. Yeah, Billy O'Brien. All those guys that since uh, Easterby's been there, and he's become an earworm in and um, in McNair's head. This team is. It's going down. <clears throat> it's going down. The ship is sinking very yeah. fast. 
I mean, I, I want to know if Easterby. It's like the Titanic down there right now. I yeah yeah yeah. It really, people is. keep people can't find life rafts fast enough to get the hell out. Yeah. Um. And 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 I'll be honest with you, I'm I'm intrigued as to what's going to happen next. If I mean, Easterby is a is a is a, a God fearing man, a church. He was a a pastor here. How he's become going from a pastor to whatever the hell his title is now, and and, yeah, and tricks, man. you know, but and and I get and I understand the the South from a religious standpoint is it, it's a lot bigger than in most places, right? Up here in the North, we're more cynical. Not that we don't care, but we're more cynical and whatnot. You know, there's a reason why they call them like the Bible Belt, you know, and stuff down south. There's a reason why there's that type of thing, like. Church is a big part of your community down there. Right. And I get that. <clears throat> but is it that big to ruin your franchise? I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, I, <laughs> we're we're going to obviously like some stay kind of It's some kind of brainwash situation going on down there. It's, it's, it's bizarre, man. It's, it makes no sense. And it, I, don't, I don't see how they, they fix it. It's just going to keep getting worse and worse. I think I think ultimately McNair is going to end up selling the team because he's just driving this thing. He's the guy holding the hammer, driving the stake into the ground because he's letting it happen. And he has his his right hand man is the guy that's facilitating everything. So I don't know. It's yeah, like watching uh, it's like watching something burn slowly. It's just it's on fire and they don't have the resources to put the fire out. Yeah, it's uh. It's... I don't know. I, I, I can't. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know how to describe I, like, it. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, yeah, I just, just. B-A-D. It's bad. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's 100%. It. Well, let's go from bad to good. Because this is something we didn't talk about on Wednesday. I, I had it in my mind. I wanted to talk about it. Didn't write it down. <laughs> this is one of the best. If, if you thought the Super Bowl sucked and fair, I mean, obviously, TB12, Tom Brady wins at seventh. I'm in love with that. I'm being a Tampa fan and a Tom Brady fan. This is the balls. <clears throat> but there was a streaker that ran onto the field um, <laughs> who actually won. I think it was like uh, $375,000 on a bet that there was going to be a streaker. And uh, so good for him. But. If you and obviously I want you to go back and 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 you know after this after our show, after you've done listening to our show, go back and Google Kevin Harland streaker call. And it is the best. So Kevin Harlan is a play-by-play announcer for Westwood One. And he's been calling a bunch of these. He called um uh, a baby race uh you know at, at Old Miss. He's called uh, a beer spilling in um uh, in uh, Milwaukee with the Bucks versus the Celtics. Uh, he's called a cat running on the field. Um, you know, lucky, he's real lucky when he's calling he, games. He gets to he does, these weird events that happen. He does, but he's got this really distinct, like, radio voice, right? And it, and that's I'm what makes Kevin it. Harlan. Yeah, yeah, Kevin Harlan. You know, and it's like, yeah. so so this is the best. So as the guys run on the field, I'm going to do my best Kevin Harlan impression. So he goes, someone has run on the field. Some guy with a bra. He's pulling down his pants. Pull up your pants, man. Pull up those pants. So then he keeps going. He goes, he is being chased at the 30. He breaks a tackle from a security guard at the 20. Down the middle to the 10, the 5. He slides at the... And they converge on him at the goal line. Pull up your pants. Take off your bra. Be a man. <laughs> and I don't care. I, obviously, I'm doing the invitation. I do it just a little bit of justice. But man, he, <laughs> that call was probably the best call of the Super Bowl, period, hands down. And obviously on TV, you saw a little glimpse of the guy running just because, you know, obviously they don't want to encourage it. So the memorandum across all sports is when there's a guy on the gal streaking on the field, but being a dick, they cut to a different spot and don't get let him on the camera. They show crowd shots or sidelines or whatnot. And I get it. I, I, I can appreciate that. Um, but <laughs> that was, if you heard, if you were listening to Westwood one, uh, I believe yeah, not an episode sure is Westwood one. If you listen to the radio, is, yeah. that was the call. And I'm telling you, go back, Google it. You will not be disappointed. I just love, he's like, you know, pull up your pants, take off your bra, 
be a man. Like, <laughs> oh, that last part of it gets me every time. And he's like, and then after he's like, and on the other side of the field, the players are shaking their heads, wondering why this happened at a Super Bowl. Like, and it's just so nonchalant and just like low key. He goes from yelling at the guy to take off his bra and pull up his pants and be a man to like, well, they're just shaking their head, wondering why. <laughs> wondering why they had to witness this. Oh, man. I, I love it. It's okay. And again, just go through and just. Just go in like on a YouTube uh, down the rabbit hole type thing and just Google his clips on uh, his calling different races. Like I said, the cat on the field, you know, scarring around. And I think he's like, touchdown for the cat. Like, I mean, it's just. He's yeah, I think classic. that was on Halloween. It was on Halloween in, in MetLife Stadium, I think. Yep. The black just, cat. That's cool. Yeah, I remember he that. Is, he is a classic, a national treasure. Uh, but. <laughs> Let's get uh, rid of the national treasure. Let's get to our favorite segment here before I actually pop a fucking blood vessel. <laughs> like, yeah, let's you've been, just, oh. you've been fighting. Even the Pistons have been hitting the, hitting the roof there. Jeez, man. I, this Matt got you all riled up. Because this Red Sox team <laughs> is fucking garbage. Hot fucking garbage. And it just pisses me off. There's no reason well, to be like this. We got a little little while to go before spring training. Let's see. Maybe, yeah, they'll, well, hey, maybe they'll make a big move. Maybe they'll make a move. A, yeah, well, pitches, I doubt pitches, it, but maybe yeah. they will. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. I doubt it. Yeah, you pitches know what they're going to do. Before next week, I think. Yeah, let's jack up the ticket prices, the beer prices, the hot dog see, prices, the, and the all that, that shit. That's the thing that you're right about is is jacking up the prices when you, you're putting this type of See, I'm, I'm fine with them trying to do a rebuild or trying to build a different kind of foundation with these guys that aren't big names or whatever. But, hey, if you're going to put the payroll down here, let's put the beer prices down here and the ticket prices down here. That is something I will get behind you with because I, I, I don't want to go pay $15 for a beer to watch a guy strike out four times in the game or yep. watch, or watch um, I don't know, whoever's going to be the starter for that, the, the opener for that day, pitch two yeah. innings and get – shelled for seven runs yeah dude yeah he goes if i'm gonna watch that at least let me drink four dollar beers so i can enjoy it yeah yeah at least let me get at least get me drunk enough to not remember that right, i was at exactly. fenway that day that's exactly. your 100 percent. but let's go from again talking about a jackass franchise to a jackass guy uh this is our jackass of the week and this is tyron matthew uh <laughs> this sorry bastard uh, let's get into him and I'm going to leave this as a double screen here for both of us. Cause Sean, I know that we both can go off on this big dumb idiot. So <clears throat> this guy. Okay. Let me start with this. I have no problem at all. 0.0 problem with jarring back and forth with somebody on the other team, getting in somebody's face, somebody get in your face. I don't care who it is. I love that shit. I love that shit. And the guy he got in his face, who you know, who, who whose face he got into, loves that shit too. And that would be one Tom Brady. So he got decided to get in Tom Brady's face and talk some shit. Tom Brady went right back at him, chased him down, and started jarring at him as well, which I love as well because that gets Tommy fired up, right? And I love that type of stuff. Like, and, and I know he does too. I think that's, I think that's fantastic. But Tom Brady was mic'd up, which NFL Films has said they are not going to release the audio of the exchange. But yeah, um, let's just talk about this for a quick second. So. Tom Brady, when Tyron Matthew and him were jarring, Tom Brady goes, I'm going to come at you all day. I'm coming at you all day. That's what he said. And if and I've seen a couple videos that have broken it down, have lip readers that can decipher it, and that's all he said. He might have said, I'm coming at you all day, bitch. But come on, let's be serious. I, I mean, geez, you see our text chain. You know, we call each other bitches all the time. Like, it's not a big deal, right? It's not It's not like it's, you know, it is certainly not a derogatory or slang word that Brady used. So I'm going to clarify that. He didn't say one of the worst words you could say uh, to an African-American ever. 
Brady didn't even come close to that. He goes, I'm coming at you all day. I'm coming at you all day. And even if he threw a bitch in there, fine. This jackass here decides to put up a Facebook post that says, I'm sorry, another Facebook post, a Twitter post, be like, well, Tom Brady said something. Well, I can't, re- I can't repeat what he said, but Tom Brady came up and said something, you know, that, uh, you know, uh, to me that I didn't like, you know, and if you go back, I have nothing but respect. Look at all the times I played him. I got all the respect for TB12 and I've never seen that side of Tom before. So it kind of surprised me. First of all, Tyron, Tom Brady's been in a league <clears throat> a long time. You've never seen footage of Tom Brady getting in a defensive guy's face, getting in his grill piece, and chewing his ass out? Get the fuck out of here. The fuck out of here with that, for one. And two, do not, and I repeat, do not insinuate that Tom Brady said something to you that he didn't. And I'm not standing up for Tom Brady. This could go for anybody. This could be Jimmy Garoppolo. This could be J.J. Watt. Could be anybody. Anybody. I don't care that it was Tom Brady. It just happened to be Tom Brady. But I don't care if it was anybody. Do not ever insinuate that somebody said something that they didn't. Just to put a tweet out there and make it seem like that person said something completely wrong to you and insinuate that that's what was said. Dude, just for that alone, you're the jackass of the week. Now he sits deleted. And that's the thing. Fine. You want to be, you know, you lost the game. You're a little upset. You're a little pissed. I don't blame you. Your whole team played like shit. You specifically played like shit. You got your ass handed to you on the wrong route (laughs) that we talked about by Antonio Brown. So you're telling me right now, dude, that you got the wrong route called on you. You didn't make the play and you're just butthurt and you're going to put out something that says somebody, quote unquote, might have said something to me that, well, I can't repeat it. Repeat it. Repeat it. Say what he said. Say what he said and see what happens. But you would not, not only were you too much of a pussy to put what he actually said to you on the tweet, but you lied about it and put that and actually put that in the tweet and then had to delete it because, oh shit, Tom Brady was mic'd up. Well, if they release that footage, they're going to find out he didn't say what I accused him of saying, even though that's what he didn't say. You're a bitch. <laughs> I, got, I, I got nothing. I'm, that's yeah. it. I mean, sounds like, sounds like somebody was a little sad they lost the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's the only reason why you do shit like that. Yeah. I'm I, mad Tom Brady beat me, so I'm going to try to throw him under the bus and make him look bad. Well, well, that didn't work out too well, so take a lap. That's the best way of putting it. Take a lap. Um, yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I mean, it, again, it, he, you know, is <clears throat> his tweet was, and I'm going to, I found it, so I'm going to quote, quote, he called me something I won't repeat, but yeah, I'll let all the media throw me under the bus as if I did something or said something to him. Go back to my previous games against TB12. I showed him nothing but respect. Look at my interviews about him. I show grace. Are you shitting me? The fuck out of here. Tyrant Matthew. Full on jackass of the week. So that is it. That is our jackass of the week. Because that guy is complete and total dipshit. <laughs> like what are you doing? You know what I mean? Like. If he said something to you that he shouldn't have said, I won't defend Brady for that. I won't at all. I wouldn't defend anybody for, for, for that at all. But if he didn't, don't insinuate he did just to get a couple likes because you're like you like you perfectly said, Sean, he's butthurt because he lost the Super Bowl. Fuck you. Fuck you, Tyran Matthew. Fuck <laughs> you. But that's our show. I'm going to go lay down. Yeah, I think you need to you need to take a break. <clears throat> I'm not feeling too well. <laughs> you might need to take a baby aspirin. 
That's a good call, Sean. I just might. Well, on behalf of Matt O'Brien who called in, uh, we appreciate you, Matt. And, you know, I mean, I love you, but uh, you're wrong about the Red Sox. So, I mean. <laughs> he's going to call back yeah. right now. No, he's not. Because because we're going to be off the ra- we're going to be off the air before he calls back. So I'm not worried about it. <laughs> but on behalf of Matt O'Brien, thanks again for calling in. For Rich Mays and Michael Chance couldn't join us this weekend. For Sean Farhady and I am GJ Mitchell. Make sure you're following us on all our socials at the Armchair Sports Guys on Facebook, at the Armchair Sports Guys, on Instagram, at Armchair underscore Guys on Twitter, also the Armchair Sports Guys on TikTok. Make sure you're following our show each and every week, Wednesday at 7 p.m. on Facebook Live and Saturday 11 a.m. on Facebook Live. All right, well, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Take it easy, Sean. Have yourself a good one. Have and a good uh, one. And everybody that has, you know, girlfriends, wives, and all that, happy Valentine's Day. I'm going to go, uh, you know, just enjoy being single because that's just what the fuck I do. <laughs> so you enjoy it. Peace. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.